Welcome back. This episode is going to be Father's Day. You know, Faja. The Faja, the dad. You know the dad. Oh, Father. I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch. Wrong reference. But anyway, join us, won't you? Grandpa's coming over. Uh, it's going to be Dan's dad. He's coming over just for a quick 72-hour visit. Um, after the scene in the living room, yelling at the kids, clean up that horrible mess. Uh, we find out that, you know, Dan and his dad maybe don't have the best relationship and they don't get along all that well. So Dan's planning on hiding out in the garage, fixing the cement finisher. And Roseanne lets him know that uh, that's not going to be an option. So, nevertheless, he said, you know, it's 72 hours. You can get get through the 72 hours. You know, flies live out their whole existence in 72 hours. He can get through it. So, we're going to see if he holds true to that. his picture. I used glue. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> hey, close that door, you two. It's freezing in here. We're watching for Grandpa. Well, watch for him with the door closed. See those glass things there? They're windows. Use them. <laughs> hey, lucky boy. I'm ready for him. I told you I was going to make this weekend work. 
bottle of gold premium, his favorite, sodium-free club soda, and here's a clincher, Clark's Gourmet Cashew. Couldn't they never run like that when I come home? They do, Dan. It's just in the opposite direction. Come on. It's going to work out great. Don't worry. Oh, that's the spirit, honey. Remember, he's your father, and he loves you, and when that fly dies, he's out of here. Fun, the house looks great. Yeah, we should enjoy it now, because it won't look like this again till BJ moves out. <laughs> DJ, quit calling. Darlene, are you sure you can handle that? No problem, Grandpa. Now, what did I tell you kids about letting strangers in the house? I am no stranger than a guy you married. <laughs> Rosebud. Ah, the daughter I never had. Yeah, well, Ed, you would have died in labor. <laughs> I didn't drive 320 miles for a handshake. How about a Google? <laughs> See, that's my little boy. I've been great. How about you? How's oh, it going? Oh, great, great. Business is terrific. Good. You look great. I'm feeling great, son. Hey, tell Grandpa. I got something for you, Grandpa. Well, I have got something for you, too. Uh, darling, you think you can get that suitcase open? Well, listen. I want you to take very good care of that, all right? That is genuine camel's hair. Well, so it won't need much water. <laughs> Here you go, sport. <laughs> Thanks. Well... <laughs> Let's see. Darlene. Darlene! Any Darlene's in this house? Right here. Oh, there you go. Wow! Ant farm! No, no, it's no farm. That's a condo. Yeah, you see? That's an ant condo. There's a little health club farm on the top floor. So they can bulk up and become roaches. <laughs> what about me, Grandpa? What about you, honey? You know. Know what? Grandpa, where's my present? Oh, no. Oh, I knew I was going to forget somebody. Oh, God. Grandpa. Oh, there's got to be something here somewhere. Something, some one last thing. I just, oh. <laughs> See, that's a diary. You wear the key close to your heart, so it won't be read by... <laughs> Yours is in the mail. Oh, Ed, you know you don't have to bring us anything. As soon as you leave, we take their stuff. <laughs> it did? something for you in the kitchen. Son, you don't have to get anything from me. See, Dan, I told you he doesn't want that cash gift of over $10,000. <laughs> Grandpa, show me how these work. Okay, here. You see, you are under arrest, but... But I don't... Oh. Cool, let me try. <laughs> you know, Darlene, I got a feeling you're going to have an even nicer pair of those someday. <laughs> I don't know how you two do it. How about it, Dan? Gold premium? That's the best there is. Yeah, go pretty good with those cashews over there. Oh, somebody's in the high life around here. Oh. Uh, Ed, why don't you just go ahead and open them up? Sure, Rosie, right away. Danny, how much did you pay for these? Whatever it was, I'm sure it was too much. You know the deals my dad gets. You've got friends, you never pay retail. So you don't mean to tell me you actually have friends in the nut business? Nuts, cookies, candies, 
lighters, pins, tongs. You never pay full price for that stuff. I got it. Take my car. 800 bucks off of this price. Right. And they also threw in a digital radio, and you know why? You're friends with a salesman. That's right, Danny boy. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hope I'm not interrupting. Crystal, you remember, Ed. My, my, my. Take my breath away. Well, hello, Ed. <laughs> there must be something in Lanford water because you get prettier every time I see you. And every time I see you, you have more charm. He gets it wholesale. <laughs> Roseanne, I got an emergency. My hair dryer's busted. The darn thing's supposed to have three settings, cool, warm, and hot. But all I could get was cool, hot, and hot. You got one I could borrow? Nah. Geez, I wish I knew somebody that could get me a good deal on one of those darn things. 1971. Hair dryers, West Coast distributorship. I was this close, Danny, this close. <sighs> Your Cubs are looking good this year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Mm. Of course, it's still spring training. I don't know. They could be contenders. Well, everybody's a contender in spring training. <laughs> cement finisher, maintenance man. All oh, right, that's nothing. Uh, cement finisher's acting up again. Seems to me that thing is always broken. Nah, nah. How's business, Dad? Never better. I'm selling forklifts faster than they can make them. <laughs> Good for you, Dad. They tried to stick me with this punk kid who couldn't sell a life preserver to a drowning man. I told the sales manager, I said, if I had my son with me, we could put this company right through the top. Uh, I don't need you talking to no sales manager for me, Dad. We've been over this a million times. I ain't no salesman. Well, yeah. The world needs handyman, too. I'm not a handyman, Dad. I'm a contractor. You could be a salesman. You could be a damn good one. I like what I do. I didn't say you didn't, son. All I am saying is you got to work smart, not hard. Work smart, not hard. Dad, I'm building a business here, and it takes time. I mean, what uh, are you building? What are, I mean, you're a contractor. What do you work? Six months out of the year? Well, yeah, we're a little slow during the winter time. That's but... what I'm talking about. Well, I got stuff lined up. What are you lined up? Son, you have a family here. You gotta line something up for this family. Hey, I take good care of my family. I know you do, son. No, you don't know. You don't know. I ain't a salesman, I'm a contractor. Let's drop it. Bye. Bye bye, Bye bye, sugar. You keep drinking that water. Grandpa, I can't find a key for these handcuffs. They don't need a key. I'll show you again, but this is the last time. All right, what did he do? Did exactly what I said he was going to do. He's out here five minutes, and I'm a handyman. I can't support his family. Well, Dan, did you I don't want to talk about it, Roseanne. He just better stay the hell out of my way this whole visit. I don't care if I ever see him again. I guess I really messed things up this time, huh, Rosie? Yeah, Ed. Yeah. It's all over your shoes. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. So, Grandpa comes in, everybody's all happy and joyous, presents are given, so on and so forth, and uh, things take a bad turn rather quickly. I gotta say, John Goodman, Dan, he really, uh, he does a great job in this scene. You can really see, like, the, uh, I don't know, you can really see, like, the and feel, like, the his frustration. I don't know where he was pulling it from, but... You know, I have no idea what his real life situations are, but he did a great job in that scene. 
you could really, uh, I don't know, I could identify with it, but nevertheless, then we shoot over to the garage where Rose and DJ are trying to catch some ants for that ant condo that he got, and, um, you know, Grandpa's in there talking about fathers and sons and so on and so forth, you know, you hear about how uh, pretty much he's talking about himself and how when you look at your son, you see all the things that could have, should have, would have been. You just want to put him on a path. You want to make all the decisions for him and put him on the right path of, you know, how you feel things should be. But obviously, we all know that's not the case. And many of us feel that for all of our children. You know, if you just do what I tell you to do, everything's going to be fine. Same thing our parents told us. And probably our grandparents told our parents. And back through the ages. But, um, yeah. So, hopefully, they're going to have sit down and uh, hash this thing out. Let's find out. The world's still out there? Hey, Danny, you remember 1962 Wrigley Field opening day? You were there. Who's on the mound? The pitcher. <laughs> you don't know, do you? It's a big guy, right-hander. I, I really can't think of his name. Neither can I. You know, I once had this fight with this guy, Earl Veltoff. He and I were partners out in Des Moines for about three weeks. He had the most annoying habit. He used to suck his teeth. Cardwell was on the mound. Don Cardwell. That's the guy. Yeah, we almost got a foul ball. This close, this close. Yeah, we would have had it too if you hadn't been yakking to the people behind us about the invention of the forklift. <laughs> you know what this is like, Dan? This is like ants. What's like ants? What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> you and me. When an insect threatens an anthill, the ants instinctively protect those they're related to. That's nature. That's life. That's dinner. See? <laughs> hey, Danny. What? Well, I came in to square things with you. Why are you making it so tough? Who's square, Pop? Cardwell was knocked out in the first. Who'd they bring in? Bob Buell. I know you didn't invent. 
Rear windshield wipers. Give this young lady 64 silver dollars. You invented rear windshield wipers? Could have, should have, would have. Boy, I'm telling you. But your mother, she had to have a rest stop. Well, casting no aspersions, she was eight months pregnant at the time. She was a little incontinent, if you know what I mean. So we stop, and I lose my train of thought. It wasn't until two years later till I see a pair on the back end of a Chrysler Imperial. I remember I invented them. This close, Danny. This close. I learned my lesson. You gotta grab your opportunities when they come by. Darling, pass the page, please. Well, do they? Do they what? Stay your teeth. Teeth? <laughs> Let me tell you about teeth. Dead. The most beautiful teeth I ever saw were on a movie star. Esther Williams. Dead. We've already heard the story. I have her. Yeah, I'd like to hear it. Okay, great. Tell it. Here's San Diego. It's 1951. Bobby Thompson's home run shot her around the world. I didn't tell it. No, no. No, it's it, it's okay. MGM's making a movie down in San Diego, see? And guess who's down there? Esther Williams. Give the young lady 64 silver dollars. <laughs> well, then what happened? Ask your father. You were in the coffee shop. No, no. I was in the main dining room. I turned around. I couldn't put him on. He's going to tell it. Well, Dan, it's not like we haven't heard your stories 30 times. What stories? Oh, come on, Dan. How many times have I listened to the incredible story about how you were the first customer ever at the new supermarket? I'll tell you, Dan, if you don't want to hear my stories, you don't have to hear my stories. As a matter of fact, you can freeze in hell before you hear another one of my stories. Excuse me. Come on, sit down. Dan, cool it. I'll take care of it. I got us into this. I'll get us out of it. Well, Ed, you're half right. You got us into it, and I'll get us out of it. Dan. You know, the statute of limitations on parental crime runs out when you're about 30. So he didn't invent the rear windshield wiper. It's not it. So he never really met Esther Williams. It's not the windshield wipers. It's not Esther Williams. It's his fork. What? He holds his fork the same way I do. I hold my fork the same way he does. I'm him. I think you're reading a little bit too much into silverware. I'm sitting there at the kitchen table, honey, and I'm watching him, and I'm listening, and it's me, and I hate it. Well, you know, Dan, if you didn't know Ed Connor and you just bumped into him, you'd go have a couple of beers and you'd talk about baseball and he'd probably sell you a forklift. You know what scares me the most? When he was 36 years old, he's right where I am today. That's me down the road. No, that's him. Those are his choices. That's Ed. Roseanne, I got a broken down truck, I got a broken down cement finisher, I hear myself telling the same damn stories 12 times. Yeah, well, I'm not saying you're not boring. <laughs> you know, you're just boring in a different way than your dad. It's genetic. It's in the genes. You see him, you get me. Well, maybe that's why I like him. You know, he has that certain virile Connor charm, you know? Come back in there with me. Come on. Yeah, we might be missing a good story.
to introduce, making yet another appearance at our dinner table this evening, the lovely, the indefatigable Mr. Dan Connor and his lovely wife, Tammy. Now, where were we? I asked for the potatoes and you hit the road. Well, ask him for the carrots and see what happens. Carrots. I hate carrots. You know what? Would you stop hogging all of these blankets? Blankets? Let me tell you a little something about blankets. I came this close to inventing a blanket in 1969. It was right after Woodstock. And a guy from a guy named Navajo Joe up to me and says, I already invented a blanket, so I, he took it away from me. 1969, that was a great year, wasn't it? Woodstock, who's on the mountain here? Fergie Jenkins. Boy, what a set of chappers he had. You talk about teeth. But he went plumb midget on me. And he went and uh, sunk all his money into a, into what you call a hairdryer stock. He tried to invent a five-speed uh, Fordo mix uh, hairdryer, and he lost all his dough, see? And uh, then he couldn't do nothing about it. So, uh, I, so I ups to him, I says, Fergie, what the heck do you know about hair dryers anyway? So he goes, well, it gets windy in Chicago. I said, Chicago? Chicago, yeah, I was almost in the van Chicago. I used to mix their soundtracks for them. <laughs> So, lot to unpack. Um, we find out, you know, why Dan's really upset. The more he looks at his father, he finds out, you know, that's just, he's turned into his father. He realizes how much more they are in common than they are different. And uh, sometimes it's a tough pill to swallow. You know what I mean? But yeah, all in all, a good episode. Roseanne, of course, saves the day again. Bringing everybody back. You know, Dan learns to accept it. Just roll with it and realize that, you know, just because they have similar mannerisms or things like that, that his father's path is his father's path and not necessarily Dan's path. And, you know, she brings him back to reality and all's right with the world. And um, that's one of my favorite ending scenes, uh, especially from the first season. That's one of my favorite ending scenes. Is Dan's just going off and rambling, rambling, rambling. Roseanne's just cracking up um, while they're laying in bed. One of my favorite, because uh, it's, it's hilarious how he just keeps going and going and going and going. But um, yeah, all in all, another great episode. Um, a lot of recordings this episode or episode clips, whatever you want to call them. Um, just because there wasn't a whole lot of breakup in this episode and, uh, you know, but whatever. Let me know how you like it. If you like more episode clips, more commentary, if you want me to shut up, you know, whatever the case may be. 
please reach out, let me know. And uh, if and when you can, leave a five-star review, especially on Apple Podcasts and all that jazz. It greatly helps the show, and so on and so forth. You know the deal. But other than, otherwise, I will catch you next week. Be easy. Thanks again for listening to Revisiting Roseanne. I apologize for all the ums and the poor audio, more than likely. It will get better. I do promise you. Um, There's another um for you. You're welcome. But stick with us. And like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Drop us a line at thepodcastpodcast2 at gmail.com. I know it's funny. It's in the description. Feel free to drop us a line. Let me know what you think. Constructive criticism, always welcome. And uh, like, comment, subscribe. I'll love you forever. Peace.